Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. I am super excited, as I am every Tuesday, to see you and hear you and uh, have interesting, life-changing conversations. I am your host, Karin Weary, and when I'm not hosting Shift Happens, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. What that means is that... I can work with you no matter where in the world you are as a coach, a life a breakthrough life coach. I, that doesn't keep me restricted to one state, uh, which is a beautiful thing. And I do work with people virtually. So obviously, if I'm working with people for everywhere and anywhere. And one of the things, well, today's topic is how loss can shift you into your greatest, the greatest version of yourself, which may sound like a contradiction, right? I mean, because here's the thing that I think most of us resist loss at in, in, in any possible way that we can, because it's uncomfortable, it's sad, it's scary, it's, it, it can put us on the edge, and there are many different types of loss, you know, and and so many times uh, people think of loss just in one way, but as in when somebody dies, when somebody passes on, we certainly in our culture do not like or embrace, if you will, uh, death. I mean, not like, I mean, it's just a part of life and we, we really do... Uh, a lot to push that away as much as possible, and and sometimes I think even uh, almost almost torturing people who are at, at their end of their life by trying to do every possible thing to to keep people who really have not a lot of hope of having any quality life. Um, that's just my personal opinion. So y'all have whatever opinion you have, um, but uh, and and that this whole resistance. Uh, to loss, and it's hard, and and it of course every loss I have experienced. You know, some people haven't had uh, significant loss or any loss, and have been lucky uh, through their entire life to not have loss. But I have experienced personally loss, many different kinds of loss when it comes to death. Um, you know, with that. the most significant one being my earliest one at a very early age, at at the age of five where I lost my father and I was totally uh, entirely, oops, sorry, I'm trying to change the, uh, no, sorry, I'm playing around with my view here, sorry. <laughs> um, so, which was my personal biggest loss because I was totally a daddy's girl. I adored my dad, like it's not even funny. So, 
So losing him really totally talk about a complete change of everything in my life, because not only did I lose my dad, we then shortly thereafter, we lived in Houston, Texas, then uh, about six months later, moved to Denmark, (laughs) whole different country, whole different language, you know, basically lost my home, lifestyle, culture, friends, language, school, everything. So everything was new, just like that. And, um, you know, if you think about it, it was a pretty good time for that to happen because starting school and then having to learn a new language, it's a lot easier to learn a new language uh, in kindergarten than it is in fifth grade or high school. You know, at, at least, you know, I'm not having to catch up to a higher level of vocabulary and whatnot. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. Um, and then, having experienced different loss with different people in my family, like my uncle was different than my father. My grandmother was different than my uncle and my, my father, my, my mother's best friend who I wanted to be my grandmother when she died, that was a different loss altogether. So everyone feels different. And, um, you know, and so And here's the other thing with one of my other little pet peeves is how we in our culture love to tag diagnoses on every little thing. You know, it's like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, uh, this person is a narcissist. I did a whole show on on narcissism and how people really love to, right now, narcissism is kind of like the the catchphrase. And we kind of go through different trends of different, the diagnoses that people in the regular population like to, to, to put on people. So, uh, so when people talk, talk about, you know, being depressed after, uh, after a loss, I like to change that around and say, well, you're not depressed, you're grieving. Grieving is a process and it's a normal, natural process that uh, just happens and it's something that we go through and it, no, it doesn't feel good. It's like being on an emotional roller coaster. We're all over the dang place. You know, one minute you feel like, oh, I got this. And then two seconds later, you hear somebody, something, there's a memory, some something triggers you. And then next thing you know, you boohoo crying and feel like you're back down in the deepest, darkest uh, cellar. And, um, you know, so it doesn't feel good, but you're not depressed, you're grieving. And there is a difference because depression, well, there's, you can feel kind of down and gloomy and, and sad and whatnot. And then you can be clinically depressed, which is, you know, a whole different story. So, so I think it's important to really distinguish between the two because, and one of the reasons why is also because with a clinical diagnosis, many people also run to doctors, MDs for medication, and they're happy to provide it and prescribe it, uh, you know, without a whole lot of looking into what's really going on and, and coping skills, because that's not what they do. That's not what they're trained to do. But we as a population tend to be trained uh, to run to the doctor whenever we feel something we don't like. And there are parts of life that don't necessarily feel very good. And that is what this show is all about. What do we do in those times when life hands us a lemon or maybe a big truckload of freaking lemons, right? <laughs> and, and how do we get through that truckload of lemons and maybe 
you know, create a whole lemonade stand that becomes a big hit, right? So uh, as opposed to drowning underneath the truckload of lemons and, and getting squashed because it can go either way. And so loss can be a lot of different things. I started off with death as, as one form of loss, but certainly uh, other, I'm going to list some other losses, divorce, divorce, a breakup, you know, separation, the different levels and stages of divorce, um, job loss, whether it's that you voluntarily choose to leave or whether yeah, if you work someplace where they're doing job cuts, you know, you're being laid off, you're being fired. Um, if, if you work somewhere that works on grants and they, you, they lose the grants and then you lose your job. Um, if you move, whether it's a short move or a big giant move, whether it's to another state, to another town, to another country, all of those. Um, friendships. Sometimes we lose really good friends. I've done all of that. I've had the job loss. I've voluntarily gone left places. Sometimes it was not so voluntary, but it was me. I I have not been fired ever. (laughs) Uh, Certainly, of course, had breakups and divorce. I have had, you know, gone through divorce, uh, lost some really deep and close friendships, which was painful and um, and, you know, changed careers. So those are some of some big losses that also really is like grieving. You can grieve the loss of a job. You can grieve the loss of a really deep long-term friendship. Uh, obviously, a breakup is really, uh, this is where a lot of people can get get right there up there to the edge of, of thinking suicidal and, and that type of thing. And um, because it's it's hard, this is your heart, you know, that's been ripped out of your chest and, and uh, it, it feels awful. And um, yeah, and, and again, each breakup is different, it just depends on what all happened, but they're certainly not easy. And yeah, so here is the thing is that, and, and so how could loss be turned around to be uh, something that could work in your favor, so to speak, or be something that could turn you into the greatest version of you? Um, because in many of these cases, it pushes you to the edge of, of your comfort zone. It probably pushes you outside of your comfort zone, way outside of the comfort zone and way out to the edge of where you feel like, oh God, I am going to, if I take one more step, I am going over this cliff into the deep abyss and there's going to be no end to how far I'm going to fall. And because of that, this, these, are, these are the fears that we have, all of the what ifs, what ifs. A lot of people struggle hugely with all the what ifs because their what ifs are all catastrophic. And this is something that really holds a lot of people back, all these catastrophic thoughts. However, you, you know, many times people, they hold themselves back emotionally because, you know, they don't like to cry. They don't want to cry somehow or another in our culture, uh, at least the cultures that I have lived in. I don't know about 
a lot of cultures, but I've lived in the U.S. and I lived in the, in Denmark, you know, so Europe. Yeah, now Europe is a lot of different cultures, a lot of different, you know, so when people say European, well, okay, that's kind of a big, giant um, pot of a lot of different things, languages, cultures, whatnot. So, uh, so there are a lot of people, at least in those two cultures, and I'm sure many others, where crying somehow or another has been put out as a sign of weakness. A lot of people feel like they're weak. They feel, of course, vulnerable, which is where the weakness comes from. But um, it's definitely something that, uh, and of course, especially for males more so than females, um, and and pro- possibly what has happened for a lot of females is being told that oh you're using your tears to manipulate and and you know that's cer- certainly not okay to do that and it's not very beneficial to anybody however here's the thing is that suppressing this you know re- tear crying can really be a very healthy a good release of giant emotions that otherwise, if we try to trap them and get them stuck and suppress them, uh, just becomes a big giant mess of toxicity. And I'll get a little bit into that a little bit later more. But um, yeah, and so so really, one of the things that's going to be important is to be able to let it out, cry it out. And And some people think that if they go there rather than suppressing and distracting and doing all those things, then they will, the the emotions that are going to come out are going to be way too overwhelming. They're going to flood. It's never going to stop. And, uh, and, and that is just not true. Uh, You're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. And of course, if you spent a lifetime of stuffing and suppressing, there's going to be a lot there. Uh, which is why it's way better to just, as it's coming, release it, release it, you know, then, then you're not carrying it around. But we'll, again, get into that a little bit, in a little bit. So, so through today's show, what we're going to go over is I'm, I'm going to go over five lessons. So five things that you can actually do that are tangible, uh, that can help pull out the best of you through uh, go, by going through loss. Because that's the thing is that when we can uh, take painful, challenging situations and come out on the other side, learning how resourceful we are, learning how to be better, maybe having probably learned a lot of lessons about ourselves and, and grown, then by all means, that was part of our journey and part of what is going to make you that better person, that better version of yourself. Many times people uh, find uh, more compassion for others as they're going through their struggles because, uh, you know, when we have gone through something ourselves, it's easier for us to put ourselves in, in other people's shoes when they are going through challenges. Uh, there are a lot of people who really struggle with understanding how other people feel because they haven't been through some of these things themselves. 
And that doesn't mean that you have to have gone through the exact same situation uh, in order to understand how other people feel because uh, you can, and this is where really learning listening skills is, it becomes super important because what you, when you really learn to, um, to listen, you can take what people are saying uh, as face value and, um, and, you know, then learn what it is that they're going through and, and trust that they know what they're talking about. Some people are like, oh, no, you, you know, you, you just need to do, go out and have a drink. You just need to, you know, leave that behind. Well, if it was that easy, believe me, they would have done it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as we go through uh, the next segment, because we're getting ready in just a little bit to wrap up the first segment of this show, then we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the five lessons so of that you can, can take you through this loss and find the better, greater version of you. And... Uh, in a way that it's tangible, that you can go ahead and uh, write this down. I would recommend that you pull out some pen and paper and write this down and then start to practice some of these things because uh, a lot of these things are, are practices that you can use on a daily basis. And the more that you put these, these uh, practices to use, uh, the more they just become natural and it's going to be a lot easier. And, and also you can prevent some of the loss. There's some losses that you can prevent like uh, big job losses and, and such. There are others that that's just part of life. You know, death is part of life. You, you might be able to prevent uh, divorce. You might be able to prevent loss of friendships. Some friendships and some marriages do need to break up. Some Friendships do need to move on. Sometimes people are in your life just for a period of time. So, yeah, and you will definitely want to come back so that you can and make sure while you're uh, having a break here that you go grab some pen and paper so you can write these five tips down that we're going to go over. And in the meantime, where you can find me, you can find me on uh, my website, insightscounselingcenter.com. You can find me on Facebook under Karen Weary, or you can find me under uh, Insights Counseling Center. I also would love to invite you to my private group, Becoming Limitless Master Anxiety, which is on Facebook. And uh, because I do a live there every Tuesday, and uh, we have a lot of good information over there. So I would very much in invite you to come join us over there, get to know us. We, are, we have a great community in there. And that's something that I think is much needed always, but especially right now. And, uh, and you can always reach out to me in those places and uh, communicate, ask questions, give feedback. And we do have a Shift Happens Facebook page as well, where we also welcome you to go and reach out and uh, have feedback. Let us know what you want to hear about and what your experiences are. So we love all of that. We will be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am your host, Karen Weary. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. And what that means is I can work with you no matter where you are. And when I work with people, I really, uh, I got the name Breakthrough Coats because we make some serious breakthroughs when I work with you. Uh, because what we do, I, I call it the four C's of empowerment. First, what we want to do is we, I, I, we identify, well, I identify, what are the big pieces that we need to clear out of old stuff that, uh, whether it's recent old or old, old, childhood old, uh, kind of gunk that's just clogging up the pipelines of 
our emotions and body physically as well. And we blast that out, not, you know, in, in the special way that I do. And, uh, and because after that happens, now we have flow. Now the chi, the emotional chi, the energetic chi and all that can flow. And now you gain clarity. So that's the second C. And then after the after that, with that also comes confidence. It's just so beautiful to see the confidence showing up and rising in people. And it, it just comes organically as part of this whole process. And from there, now, because we blasted out all the old blocks and we have clarity and we're gaining confidence, now we can get the crypto crystal clear vision of the things that you've been wanting to do but couldn't get to, the, the places and the, and, the, and the areas of your life where you kept banging your head against the wall. So this is something that's great for, you know, whether you're an athlete, uh, you've had some, you're having some emotional blocks or you had an injury or something like that, we can help you uh, through that. Or if you're an entrepreneur or a business person, you just feel stuck. Or if it's in, more in your personal life, it works in all those areas. And in fact, um, the beautiful thing is that just as these emotional blocks will overflow and cause problems in all areas of your life, so does the blasting out and clearing of these things also overflows into all areas of your life. So if you have a if you're an athlete and you're struggling over there, once we do this work, to your per- personal life also tends to get better as long as well as your, you know, a professional or athletic life and your professional life. So it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's a process that will way shorten the time that it takes for you to get there, where maybe it could have taken decades or years to get there if you ever got there to literally a couple of months. And most people I work with is 90 days and you get there. So uh, that's, that's the thing we don't have. And today's topic is how can you, how can loss shift you into the greatest version of you? And talk about shortening and taking time and really investing in yourself and getting you where you want to be as quickly as possible. And that's what we can accomplish uh, when, you know, when you decide to uh, work with me. And um, so where can you find me? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on my website, Insights Counseling Center. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Karin Weary, under Insights Counseling Center Facebook page, under Shift Happens Facebook page. Um, and uh, yeah, so enough about that. So we are talking today about how loss can shift you into your the greatest version of yourself. And Again, sometimes this can sound a little contradictory. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Loss could actually t- shift me into my, the greatest version of myself. How is that? Well, again, what happens when we, ha- when we have a loss, whether it's a breakup or uh, a loss of a job, um, different things like that, a loss of a friendship, loss of a home, loss of you know, a loved one. Uh, what happens is that we are often pushed to the edge and we, in those situations, often we are despairing. We are, uh, 
in in deep despair, in panic, possibly high levels of anxiety. Um, and and here, just to use a particular a specific example, that was for my personal life. So when my son was little, when he was three years old, three four. He was having a lot of problems. He didn't, uh, he, he was not a daycare kid, let's just say that. <laughs> and we really needed two incomes to make things work. And um, so it was just not good at all. And I'm talking not good at all. And, and so it was got so bad that I decided, you know what, I can't keep doing this. It's tearing me up. It's tearing him up. And if we keep it going like this, he's going to be in DJJ, juvenile detention, <laughs> you know, soon. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of joking, sort of, kind of not. Uh, but um, if we kept that way, it, it was possible. And um, so I decided to quit my job so that I could go ahead and, and be with him and do what I needed to do to take care of my son. Uh, because I know, I knew I only had so much time with him because he's going to grow up and then it's too late. I can't go back in time and fix things. My financial situation, well, that's really scary, but I do have the ability to go and fix that. I don't know. I had no idea how we were going to make things work because we did not have enough money to cover everything with one income. However, my child, uh, this, uh, you know, was more important to me than my financial situation. And that was so flippin' scary. It was the scariest time of my entire life uh, because I had nightmares during the daytime of where we were going to end up. And, uh, you know, I was, I was imagining losing our home and ending up in some horrible trailer park with pedophiles and drugs and all kinds of horrible, horrible things with my precious little child. And it was horrifying for me. None of that ever came to fruition, but I certainly had many, many, many sleepless nights where I, uh, and I'm a good sleeper. I, to me, sleep is sacred, let me tell you. So I would, I would sleep maybe three, four hours, and I would get up early, early because I couldn't sleep. My brain was going, and I experienced, I was, I was on the edge, let me tell you what. And what happened was I had to figure out a way to make this work. I had to. And somehow or another, this is how I started my private practice. And here's the funny thing. The funny thing is, which funny now, wasn't funny then at all. Uh, but uh, I was working for an agency uh, and in my field, people who work for agencies, they do not make what they're worth. Not at all. Considering honestly, the, the life-changing things that happen in, when, when we do good work in my field, we do good work. We literally save people's lives and, and uh, create people who are going to be productive, who are, you know, great partners, great parents, great employers, great entrepreneurs, all these kinds of things. We bring the best out in people when we, in my field, do really good work, Not, you know, so that's just putting it out there and saying it as it is. It's true. <laughs> and and I was feeling quite bitter about how, where we 
how I was getting paid, how uh, people in my profession are getting paid and feeling like after all these years, all of the sacrifice that I made to get into this field, putting myself through college, working full-time while going to school full-time, doing all this stuff, it's a sacrifice. And uh, now being 10 years into my field and still making not even 40,000 a year, you know, this is 15, 10 years ago. That was kind of a a sour lemon. Talk about a truckload of lemons. (laughs) I felt like I was, you know, having to drink the lemonade with no sweetening in it whatsoever. So I was getting kind of resentful and bitter. Now, because of this happened, this happening with my son, I, although I like my job, I had the resentment and all that kind of stuff. So I, I felt really stuck. But because of my son, I had to do something drastic. And I, like I said, I quit my job and I started a private practice. And so I started with a negative income, <laughs> which is horrible. And um, because, you know, you start out, I didn't have private clients at the time. And uh, it, it was something that had to build up. And I didn't have a lot of time either because I had my son full time, which meant that it would have to be after, you know, my then husband came home from work that I could see people. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, I discovered how resourceful I uh, am because what happened was I found a lot of different ways. This was also during the housing crisis, you know, right at right at that time. So yeah, I found ways to work with our mortgage, get us into a hardship program, all this kind of stuff while, you know, getting my son to a better place where he was able to go back to school, had him in a beautiful Montessori school. He got better. I got better. My business got better. And I was now free out from underneath the agency where I felt so underappreciated, so underpaid, so all of this. And I would much rather have the freedom, as scary as it is to be an entrepreneur, can be. I would much rather have that. Now, it took me a while to get there because I remember there was a time where every month my accountant that was who was a friend of mine, I would call her every month was like crying. It's like, oh my God, look at these numbers. And she would she was wonderful. She would tell you, you're doing great, Karen. You got this. And and everything is fine. The numbers look good. And it, it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and here I am, you know, what, how many years, 11 years later or something like that. And, um, you know, I've done different things at different times. Sometimes I've worked for another company to add a little something. And other times I've been able to make things. And, and But I still... It's still my decision. I'm not stuck in an agency. I am doing what I love to do. And with all of this, have gotten so much better in my profession. So this is one of those things, again, so it gets you to, for some people, maybe, you know, losing that job was, it's security. You know, that's the thing that you're swapping out. You're, You're swapping security for freedom. And, um, you know, because when you're in still in the unknown, you know, it'd be all, it, we all want the crystal ball where we could look in and see, oh, well, in three months, this is going to happen. So then I could just, you know, say, oh, well, screw this job. I'm going to go off and I'm going to 
uh, go on vacation because I know in three months on this date, then I'm going to have this other opportunity that's going to come up and everything's going to be fine. That would be awesome, right? But that's not how life works. We just have to go out there and you know, following everything's new. We don't have any anchors. We, And then suddenly the part when we come to a standstill, you know, it's, this is, this is the piece is that, and I was talking about five lessons. So the first one is that we really have to feel our emotions. We have to sit with them. In order for that to happen, we have to sit still. So we have to stop, just stop, stop running around, stop getting on your phone, stop watching movies, stop drinking alcohol, stop taking drugs, stop doing all of those things. Give yourself time to feel the feelings. And yes, I know they don't feel good. It feels like fear. It feels like anxiety. It feels like depression. It feels like terror. It feels like all kinds of horrible, ugly things. But when you feel it, you allow yourself to feel it and let it flow through you, then rather than letting it get stuck. And this is where I was talking about before. When we uh, distract, 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 stay busy, 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 because that way I don't have to think about it. I can just pretend it's not there. Then guess what? It's still there. <laughs> no matter how much you suppressed it, so managed to compartmentalize in this, that, and the other. You know where it comes up? For most people, this is this is the telltale sign. If you don't like to be like be by yourself, if you don't like to be uh, uh, where it's quiet, and if you don't, if when you're at nighttime, you go to bed, and now you, you're forced to be quiet and to be still, and and you have a hard time turning your brain off to to go to sleep. Those are three telltale signs. It doesn't have to be all three, but it certainly is um, at least one of them. Those are all telltale signs that you've been stuffing and suppressing. And this stuff is like toxic, toxic uh, arsenic or something that, that, that just is seeping out of the cracks and poisoning your entire body, poisoning your mind, poisoning your emotional health, poisoning your physical body, literally, because all of this stuff, in fact, yeah, leads to high levels of stress, which is what leads to your, your brain shooting out cortisol and high levels, long-term high levels of cortisol leads to inflammation. And that's what leads to all the chronic illnesses and pain and inflammation and arthritis and all these different kinds of things. This is all uh, actual facts. So you are killing yourself by suppressing and distracting. <laughs> we are going to be uh, taking another short break before coming back to talk more about what are the far, uh, five things that you can do, the five lessons that you can do to come out of loss on the other end, being a stronger, better version of yourself than you ever imagined that you could be. We did. We talked about two. One is feel your emotions, sit with them. I know it's hard. And stop distracting yourself. That's part of it. You know, so obviously, if you're running around distracting yourself, you can't stop and sit still and feel it. So you got to feel the yuck. <laughs> and uh, so
So again, I encourage you to, if you want to become the better version of yourself, I invite you to come join us over on the Facebook page, private page, um, Becoming Limitless Master Anxiety. And uh, you can always message me in every which way on Facebook, LinkedIn, and um, reach out to me if you have any questions, feedback, or about how to work with me individually, or just in general have feedback or questions. I love to have your feedback and answer questions to the best of my ability. We will be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice of America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. Yes, we do make Shift Happen in your life every week. And I am your host, Karen Weary. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. Because when we work together individually, then you will have the breakthroughs of a lifetime. So if you are in a place where you feel like you're stuck in some place in your life, whether it's in your intimate life, in your personal life, social life, in your business life, or if you're an athlete, uh, any of those situations, 
uh, what we do is we will, I will uh, when we work together, we will shorten that recovery time and get you blasted into the person that you want to be in a sh- few short months. So, and, and you will have a huge breakthrough right in the very beginning because that's what we go for. When I work with people, I go for the breakthrough right away. And then from there, it's just fine tuning and, and really getting you going on your path. So, there you go. How do you reach me? You reach me on my, uh, my webpage, uh, insightscounselingcenter.com. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, yeah. So there it is. And I love to hear from you always. Now today, speaking of becoming your best self, we are talking about how loss can shift you into the greatest version of you. Isn't that amazing? And here is where we can really, when we are in a place, because loss is really, really hard. It's really scary. And it, it is something that uh, is, is challenging. And it, people, some people get stuck in there and some people get stuck in there for life. I am serious. When we have wounds that we don't take care of and heal, people will stay stuck in that forever or take decades to get through. And you know what? To me, time is the most precious thing that we have. That's the most precious commodity. So I don't have time to spend my entire life getting to some place, which is why I've dedicated my entire life to finding the best, quickest ways to just blast through this and, and get to growth and, and health as quickly as possible. Because, you know, as I was talking about with my son when he was little, I didn't have, you know, decades to figure things out when he was little, three and four years old. I had like a short window of time to really go in there and and help get him in a good place because when you do that work when they're little then the rest of the you set the trajectory and and it's so much easier from there rather than waiting 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 until they're teenagers well really it's almost too late by then you get you really have to go in and do this when they're little and and um so, yeah, so we were talking about the five lessons is first is people don't like this, but that's okay. It, this is tough love, y'all. Um, I'm not here to sugarcoat things. It just is what it is. You have to feel your emotions. You have to sit in them and feel it, even though it's yucky and it's painful. But you know what? The beautiful thing is when you feel your emotions and you sit in them they won't stay. If you don't feel them and you ignore, you distract, you do all that, you push, suppress, oppress, whatever, you will feel them forever. They will be popping up somehow or another. They're going to be squeezing through the cracks of all those little compartments that you come with them. It will cause you problems for your entire life. I guarantee you it will. It will cause problems in your relationships. You'll have miserable relationships. You'll be causing problems in your relationships, in relationships that could be beautiful 
uh, beautiful, healthy relationships, you'll screw them up by not doing this. And and in order to really sit and feel your, your emotions, you have to stop distracting. You just you just have to stop it. You know, take that time out. Allow yourself that time because, again, these suppressed emotions, when they're built up, built up, built up, they uh, become toxic. It's like poison to your mind and your body. Number three is meditate. Let go. You know, there's a lot of different ways of meditating. You can sit and meditate and be quiet, but you can walk you and meditate. You can bicycle and meditate. You can do a lot of different things. You can work out and meditate. It really is more about being mindful and breathing. And and it's not always about emptying your mind. And a lot of people think that that's what meditation is. It, it, it is not, not necessarily. Again, there are many different kinds of meditations. So it's more, again, about, um, you know, uh, breathing, being present, allowing what's coming up to come up. If you need to cry, cry, let it out. It's a release. I am telling you, you're going to feel so much better and you are not weak for crying. Let me just put that out there. I hate that whole mentality of crying is weakness. No, it is not. You're a human being. You have human emotions and releasing those em- emotions if it's by crying, it's just that. It's just a release of emotion. And you're much better afterwards because now you let it go and you're able to go on, <laughs> which what this is what this is all about. And then number four is look for opportunities. What are the things that you disliked about your life so far? What have you wanted with you with it? So for a specific example, as I talked in the last segment, I was talking about how when I was working for agencies and I was unpaid, underpaid for my degree and for my experience and all of that. And uh, so I was getting really resentful and I felt really stuck. I felt like there's nowhere for me to go. I'm, you know, and it was really frustrating. So by my son being where he was doing the behaviors that he was, which led me to quit my job because I felt like I needed to go and focus on him and which then helped me start my, my private practice. And now I was in charge of me. I was in charge of my, my career, my, my business, uh, my time. I didn't have to ask for permission if I wanted to go on a field trip with my son. I didn't have to ask for permission and to spend time with him. I scheduled my schedule around him. And that made me feel good as a mother. That made me feel good as a professional. I was better able to be there for my clients as well as my son. Um, and, and so those are some of the things that I wanted. So what are the things about your life or your relationship? Like if you've been in a bad relationship, um, then what are the things that you, if maybe you, you were walking around on eggshells in this relationship because this person that you were with was toxic. And, you know, so now that you're not in this relationship with this person, or maybe they, you were more interested in that person than they were in you. Well, guess what? That just opened up as much as it, it's a pain to you now, it, it opens up now the, the possibility and space 
for somebody who will appreciate you, for somebody who does want to be with you in the way that you want to be with them. It opens up uh, the ability to have peace again, that you don't have to walk around on eggshells. You can go about your life exactly the way you want to. So look for these things that you didn't have in your life that you now do. Maybe maybe the money was good in the job that you had, but you felt stuck. Maybe you were miserable. Maybe you didn't feel like you had purpose. So what now is it that um, you know is in your purpose? Because I certainly found purpose in in you know in what happened after I, I left my my job. I I have Amazing. I have huge purpose. I wake up every morning and I love what I do every day. Uh, do I sometimes want a day off and a break? Yeah, of course. But uh, the work that I do is incredibly meaningful to me. I know every day that I've made a difference in somebody's life. And that feels really good. Um, and five, step into your future self. So this is something that I've consciously more consciously just worked started to work on myself lately it, it's i've tried it before but it can be a little challenging so whatever the future self of you is how do you look how are you dressed what does it feel like you know uh, are you driving a luxury car are you living on a home on the water do you have your perfect partner with you how does it feel? What does your body feel like? Are you in the best shape of your life? How, what is your energy like? All those different kinds of things. And literally step into that space like, okay, my bank account is overflowing with money. I feel healthy. I've energized. I'm, I'm you know, cut. I'm built. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm radiating, you know, perfect health and beauty because I'm so healthy and so happy and so joyous. I'm living the best life ever and and really step into that as though you are trying this on like a, a like an outfit that you're trying on and and do this so this is really powerful because as we do this emotions are like magnets we start to magnetize things people opportunities to us as we begin to think this way because we are now radiating some other kind of energy out and this is something that um you know what we start to do is instead of rowing against the stream up upstream against the current we're now turning a boat around and we're allowing ourselves to flow with the current. And let me tell you what, that is so much easier than ruining against the stream, right? Um, we tend to overcomplicate our lives. And so this is also something where we can begin to take out all the superfluous stuff. Uh, how much do we really need uh you know, with regards to material things and, and, and people and all that stuff. Maybe, maybe you don't need a hundred friends, maybe, you know, just a handful of really close good friends are what you need and what will keep you happy. Um, maybe you need, you don't need a big giant house mansion, you know, and, and so that's the other part. What parts of your life is working really well and give you joy now, so 
just remember those things. And I would recommend that you go ahead and practice those on a daily basis because that will truly turn you into the greatest version of you because guess what? You all have special talents that the world needs and we can't get to them unless you have made the best version of yourself. So go out there, put these five tools to to use so that you can go out and shine your beautiful inner light. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.